Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. Dave Mormon here, home service business coach. Uh, I'm excited for today because I'm going to be walking you through a training uh, all around the four best practices that home service businesses uh, can employ to ensure that they have a successful growing business. And I think it's very timely as we look at the new season upon us and we start thinking, how can we make this coming year be better, be different than the previous year. So uh, I've got a slideshow here prepared. We're going to pull up uh, and we're just going to get right into the meat and potatoes here. We'll make this nice and full screen uh, and we'll get rocking and rolling here. So this is really uh, four best practices that we can use as entrepreneurs to ensure that our business is successful. So let's just dive right in here. Number one way is going to be hiring that full-time technician, okay? And a lot goes into that. And I think there's a lot of like healthy fear around when do we hire? How do we go about it? What does that kind of look like? Because if we've never hired someone before, we can be like quite nervous to do it uh, and can be a little bit like uneasy of our next step. So I want to kind of dispel some of those fears for you to kind of help you out here for our first point. So the first question is like, when do we look at hiring full-time? And I like to see that typically around $150,000 of annual revenue can be more, can be less, but we are painting with a broad stroke here. And why I like that 150K is typically you want to be hiring full-time when something's starting to take 30 hours of your time per week or more. Uh, and typically at this level, you're going to be so busy doing the painting, doing the cleaning, doing cutting the grass, whatever it is, you got to look at buying your time back. And then the second reason why I really like this level is uh, we like to, to teach paying about 30% of every job to go to the crew or go to the technicians. And so this is kind of like a sweet space where like 50K can be allocated to hiring someone full-time and everyone's like hiring market is different, but like where I am uh, in Canada here, like paying a technician $25 an hour for a full-time role is like a pretty sweet gig given that it's like awesome work. They get to work outside in like a fun environment. You don't need, um, you know, a lot of credentials and education and like our training curve is like not too steep, which is sweet. So um, that's going to be kind of when again can vary, but that's just typically what we see. Now, the big mindset around this is as like the CEO of your company, you really want to be focused on business development and growing the business to the next level, right? And so when you're doing the fulfillment, like cleaning windows, cleaning carpets, while well, there's nothing wrong with that by any means, the only thing wrong with it is that you're foregoing your higher level responsibilities to the business and you can actually um, harm the growth of your business by staying stubborn and staying in the same seat on the bus into your company. And so that's where things can, uh, the wheels can kind of fall off the wagon is when you're trying to like do a little fulfillment, 
your sales and marketing department is like throwing their hands up being like, man, like we need some help over here. Like we're, we're dying over here, right? We need your time. And I think it's like super important. You know, we throw around the term owner operator, owner slash operator. Well, to be an operator is like a 40 hour a week gig to be an owner is like easily another 20 hours a week where you need to make sure like the sales is running good, marketing's running good, production's good, and like the money's good. So there's just like a lot of moving parts that you really want to be solid in looking who's on my team. And if you're looking at your team for next year, I would be already thinking like how one, two, maybe three rock stars for technicians could completely turn your business on its head and make your year like uh, revolutionary different than how it was this past year in 2023. Um. So yeah, buying back the time, yes, creates freedom, but you're not like sitting on your hands with that. You are firing yourself as $25 an hour technician. You're promoting yourself as like $50, $200 an hour sales and marketing person in your company. Um, because like when you really look at it, right? Like let's just say when when I'm going in, say doing a painting estimate, let's just say I can walk in and sell a $5,000 paint job of which I'm going to make a 30% margin on. So I know I can make, you know, 1500 bucks, give or take on that given project. And I can do that in the course of like maybe an hour estimate and maybe an hour of follow-up figuring out colors in like two hours of my time. So I could make 750 bucks in an, in per hour selling that job versus like painting that job could take you know, um, 75 labor hours to paint. So that's again, like you just don't want to get caught in that production pit where you're running on this hamster wheel, trying to keep up with fulfillment in your company. So like you got to get that full-time person. Now, can we hire this person part-time? Absolutely. You could. I've just typically found in the members we've worked with over the years, you get a higher quality candidate when they're like committing full-time to the role. Um, especially given that it's like can be a bit technical, you're working outdoors. Um, it, it can be tough to fit like a part time schedule in. Uh, you know, the office can be a little bit different for some admin work. Absolutely, part time can be flexibly timed out for for like the technician role. We've just found like full time tends to work better. So to get ready for this role, you need some basic infrastructure in place, not to overwhelm you, but you know, you go out and recruit someone, you bring them in, you're going to need like a position agreement. So like writing out what their role actually is, what they're responsible for is super important. Two is like a job site checklist. So every job we do, what process do we have to follow for us? We have like a 10 step job site checklist, Um, you know, one through 10, everything we're doing from the time we pull up to the house to the time that we leave. And then like a training boot camp is important too. Um, why I love home services and specifically I've like dove into like washing, painting and Christmas lights is because you can bring someone completely green and have them be at like 70, 80% competent within a period of like two weeks, which I think is like pretty cool because we run like a five day training boot camp, and then the technician has a one week ride along um, with our production manager to like check into jobs and like go and start producing jobs and like see how it actually works like out in the field. So I do think if you look at your business, I would quantify this last year, how many hours like you've been on the truck um, and, and start to make a roadmap to get off it. Cause this is like the one 
best practice to start with that can really like unlock um, the future state of your business, which is like exciting to think about. All right. Number two, hiring a part-time office admin. Okay. So typically if we're taking notes here, 7% of your overall revenue can and should be allocated to the office up to seven. We've seen it lower, but typically every hundred grand, you want to carve off 7,000 bucks to go to like a strong office admin. Okay. So to get them full time, I want to see your revenues around 400 K and above. So depending where you are in your business, if you're like running like a $600,000 annual business right now in revenue and you don't have an office admin, chances are you're burning like the midnight oil in the evenings and weekends. Maybe you're not seeing your family or your partner. Um, it can be very stressful. So you kind of have to unlearn a lot of those habits of like you, the owner, being the only one to do scheduling and invoicing and clearing out the emails and taking all the calls. And like, you've got to just get particular with your time. Like how I look at my company if I'm going to work in and on it full time, I have 2000 hours per year, very precious 2000 hours, right? It's working 40 hours a week for like 50 weeks a year. Am I going to spend like 500 of those hours in the office here, like scheduling, taking calls, sending out uh, quotes? Like, again, it's, it's not like this low level throwaway job, but it's again, an entrepreneur designs the business. It doesn't, he doesn't, he or she doesn't operate the business. So you got to have like that strong technician on the front end doing the service. And then you've got to have your office admin on the back end, making sure everything runs together. And why I love part-time is like, if your business is around hundred or 200 K I'm telling you right now, like look at seven to $14,000 and putting it aside and bringing someone in for 20, 22, 25, $27 per hour. And again, buying back your time, like this is the second big lever, the second best practice in your company you can use to create some more freedom and some more income for yourself. And so what does the office admin do? Well, inbound calls is huge. Um, you know, depending on the size of your business, um, you're going to be getting calls probably every single day coming in. Very important, right? You can go on Amazon and buy right here, this grand stream central phone. It's like a hundred dollars. You plug it in and you run a VoIP phone service. And suddenly, boom, you're not getting calls into your cell phone here. You're getting them into the office phone. Okay. Great way to set it up. Two is like, look at your client base, right? How many of your clients have not been on your schedule in the last 12 months? Cause you're so busy. You can't touch base. Perfect thing to hire an office admin and say, Hey, I've got 200 of these clients. Let's start with 50. Let's go call them. Let's reach out to them. Let's offer them free estimates and get them back on the schedule. Like in a strong office admin, you can pay, you know, part-time $2,000 a month. A good office admin should go and sell $20,000, go and schedule $20,000 and buy your time back. Like it's just an absolute no brainer when you look at it. Like my full-time office manager is on salary, you know, about 5K a month, but putting on $75,000 of work every single month on the schedule so that I don't have to send quotes, take calls, make outbound calls, answer emails. Like they make the whole business go around. So it's just completely imperatively like essential and important. Scheduling is a big one too, right? If you think about let's say you're running a carpet cleaning business, like you're routing your truck to go in and out of homes around the city, like for you to try and plan all that out. And like, you can see this 
kind of scheduled loosely in this picture on our jobber, like for David, our office admin here, like he's planning it all out, right? Like it's color coded, things are moving around. Like for you only have a limited amount of space in your mind as a business owner. Why would you bog down your precious creativity with like where each crew is going to be at what time? Like you've got to get a new champion in the business running that super important. And then just responding to emails, right? You'll get lead requests coming in. People want to reschedule. People want to cancel. Like just so important. You have that champion in that business. And, um, you know, my office manager is sending out estimates as well. Like when I got this process started, I would let my office admin send out quotes up to $500. And then it went up to $800 and then it went up to $1,200, right? And you can keep moving up that, that echelon to create more confidence in that office admin. Another thing, like if you're using like service software, like Jobber here, we would just have our office admin draft out estimates. So I'd say, okay, for gutter cleaning, go ahead and create out estimates, but don't send it, just draft it. And we'd have like five drafted quotes from the day for gutter cleaning, right? 300, 500, $700 jobs. And I could pop on and say, Hey, this one's low. This one's high because of this, because like you can provide coaching that way too. Um, so you kind of got to like, let your people walk a little bit and experience uh, a little bit of failure is not a bad thing. And you need to give up that control as a business owner and stop trying to like do everything yourself. So that's the second big domino. Second best practice is hiring that part-time office admin, I think can really change the game in your business looking at this new year. All right, we're halfway. Let's keep going here. All right, organic lead generation. Number three is huge. Um, we teach this inside my program um, because I'm just such a fan of building a local brand in your area um, and, and building like a high powered team all around that and not sinking your money on lead services or on Google paid ads or running Facebook ads. Like there's a time and place to run paid. Don't get me wrong, but I just find most service businesses don't do this organic lead gen enough. And so they get lazy and look at paid and they think that it's going to be like a silver bullet to their business. And like more often than not, uh, it ends in like spending too much money and not getting a good return. So what is organic lead gen? Uh, delivering flyers, postcards, door hangers, whatever you've got for marketing collateral, non-negotiable. Like you got to be flyering around the jobs that you're doing. And if I asked you the last 10 jobs you've done, did you do that? I bet you you're answering no to that. Uh, could you do 15, 20 houses? Absolutely do it. We found 10 is just like a sweet spot to commit to for our technicians. Like it doesn't throw off the schedule too much, but it also creates enough on every job that if we get 10 out, we're confident we can get one phone call coming in because neighbors are very nosy and they're going to see like our crew working and then they can reach out to us and get an estimate. So that would be one thing. And you want to have like a really well designed flyer as well, like um, with a good call to action and, you know, something that's going to, someone's going to want to phone in on. Second is signs. Okay. This is a big one. Like you want to have a sandwich board sign out on the sidewalk, every job that you're doing. 
Um, two, we have a stake sign that we actually leave behind in the customer's property. And then three, we have these bandit signs, which say like house washing or gutter cleaning or window cleaning or Christmas lights. Like we have different ones for each service and just a phone number. Um, and I think we have our website on there as well. Um, those will be phone call generators as well that work super well in the area. So going kind of threefold on signs work really well in neighborhoods. Reviews and referrals, like if there's one way to grow your business and do it well and like next to nothing is reviews and referrals, right? Referrals could be a shout out in local Facebook groups, right? Some of us ask, how do we market in these HOA communities? We can't door knock, we can't fly or like, yeah, you can't, but you can ask those homeowners if they're in local Facebook groups and can they post a picture of your business card in the local Facebook group, right? We got to think outside the box here. Um, and reviews, quite honestly, with the Google algorithm, you getting just constant five-star reviews coming in is great. And we teach scripting all around that on follow-ups and also what our technicians are saying that we are very confident we can drive reviews coming into our business every single week. And like, if I step back at 30,000 feet and just be like, how did I grow a $75,000 a month home service business? Like it was largely around reviews, like just no doubt about it from day one, we're doing good work and asking customers to leave a Google review. And we've done that now for six years and built like a whole brand around it. So it's like super important that you nail that. And then last not least is this strategic partnerships, right? If you actually think about other home service providers that are going in and out of your ideal avatars houses, like it's just going to be super important that you look at meeting like the landscaper, the painter, the pressure washer, the carpet cleaner, the HVAC, the electrician, like start to build out your tribe, right? We built out at my company, we call it our revive referral partners. And we've got like 20 to 30 now home service pros that we can refer when customers ask, do you, you know, do you do gutter repairs? No, we don't, but we have a company do you do, um, you know, landscaping? No, we don't, but we have a company. Do you do this? No, we don't, but we have a company. So we're able to refer out. And then also we get, you know, well over into the six figures of work coming back in. And like, we don't transfer money with this. It's just like, I'm looking at, hey, we have 20,000 detached houses in our territory. Well, if I'm going in there as a window cleaner, pressure washer, like go meet the landscaper painter and the other companies that are going into that house as well. How could we work together? Right. We've done combined mail outs and also combined email outs as well. And like shared some costs with some of our partners. So again, that like joint venture strategic partnership is like a great one for entrepreneurs that are bootstrapping their business into 2024 and thinking, outside the box. I don't have a ton of money to burn, but how can I actually go about doing this is like really good to get going on. I guess the last thing before we move on, I'll just say is like, I think most home service businesses under a million dollars in revenue, the owner like drastically underestimates the effort required to get the airplane off the ground with lead generation, especially when you look at an economy like today, higher cost of living, interest rates up, stress with money is up. Um, we don't have like people rushing in like we had through the pandemic. So we need to get smart and savvy now as entrepreneurs and think doing the things that are boring and unsexy that my competitors are not willing to do is just so important because 
getting inbound leads is great, but like we can't always rely on that. And so you've got to be weekly doing some outbound with these. And like, you also don't need to dedicate 40 hours a week of your time to marketing. Like I do think if you looked at your company and actually put in five to 10 hours a week of really solid outbound organic marketing, like I'm talking about here, I really believe it could stack on a hundred or 200 grand on your company's revenue, like no problem once you get some of these engines starting to go. So it's just cool to think about how like a few simple shifts in your business and the marketing department could really create like a big difference, right? And it's kind of like that quote I love, which is small hinges swing big doors. And like, there's some small hinges right here that could swing some big doors of revenue coming uh, your way, which is cool to think about. All right, number four, last not least, is learning how to sell, okay? This is Steve here. Steve's my operations manager, total rock star. He runs our company uh, and ensures the day-to-day -day runs smooth. So he is really, you know, I'm the visionary. Steve's the integrator. He makes sure he's the operator, right? Make sure the company's running well. He can go out and sell in person. He manages our crews, leads our team meetings, post payroll. Like he is the operator, right? If I was franchising my business, he would be like the guy in charge of the franchise, right? And so learning how to sell is a huge one that piggybacks on marketing because we can get leads coming in, which is great. But if we're selling at like 10 or 15% of the leads we get in is crap, right? But also I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs now that you know brag that they sell at 80%. Well, your prices are probably too cheap and that's why you're selling so high. So like, how much should I be converting, Dave? Generally, 40 to 60% of your estimates you're performing should be dropping into jobs, right? For us, for my company at Revive, we're around like 47%, um, which I'm happy with, right? And basically one in two, if I get a chance to go estimate two wash projects, we're going to we're gonna land one of them. And I'm good with that because our average ticket is like $900. Uh, and so if I can go out and get two leads, two estimates, I know that I can land one of them at 900 bucks. Like that becomes a pretty sweet business when you're booking in, you know, 800 of those um, per year it turns into like a great, uh, great cash flowing business. So you want to really look at how can I build a premium price brand in my market? And I think this is something we probably don't talk enough about, like we jump into business and look at what competitors are charging and set our price book. But like at the end of the day, you want to make sure you can reverse engineer what the profit is that you want to make in your company. And like, for me, I want to make a 20 to 25% net profit margin by time. Everything's paid like ops managers paid service managers paid all the crews are paid marketing fuel, credit card fees, CRM insurance, everything paid. I want to see 20 to 25% there on that bottom line. Okay. So how we get there is actually packaging up a lot of our services and selling higher tickets, right? So if we get a call in for gutter cleaning, we're going to be offering them our other services on the phone and trying to go and get this in-person appointment with our service manager, right? Because we know if they're interested in, if they've got moss on their roof or interested in house washing or window cleaning, we're going to go out and we're going to quote all our services and we're going to give them 10% off if they bundle two of them. And we're going to give them 15% off if they bundle three of them. So we've basically built out this house washing company that's able to get $1,000, $1,500, $2,000 tickets by bundling up 
two or three or four services. And, and like, if I can park my crew there for a day of washing and get $1,800 or $2,000 from a two person crew, it'll be a much better day than sending them, you know, all around town to do five window cleans. We're just going to have more costs involved, more fuel, and it's going to be tougher to hit that charge rate because of all the travel time. So you want to kind of sweeten the deal for your clients. If you can cross sell your other services, I would be bundling up windows and gutters or adding in the driveway cleaning. And so you want to work all this stuff out. And we've like pre-built out all our packages on Jobber. So that's very easy for our service manager to go out and go click, click, here's your price and here's your discount and boom, here we go. And you could look at you know, software like Responsibid, like a sales CRM that actually helps build out packages. Um, but we've kept things just like deadly simple on our jobber um, and just have those different packages built out. So that's worked really well for us. Having said that, if someone's calling in just to get their gutters clean, like, and they're not interested in our other services, we'll just quote them virtually for their gutter clean with our Google Street View. We'll measure it up and we'll send them out an estimate like within the hour. And we book a lot of work that way too. But I would say probably 50% of our inbound leads that come in, we're going to quote in person and 50% we're trying to set that in-person appointment, but the customer or the prospect's just like, Hey, like we we're selling the house or we'd like, we just need this done. Uh, we would love a virtual quote and we'd love to get this booked. Um, th those are great uh, estimates as well to do. And then the last thing I'll say is just on the follow-ups. Like I think in sales, as business owners responsible for the sales department, we tend to get kind of lazy and we just send out an estimate and we kind of forget about it. Um, there's all kind of automation you can build in with like your, your software, how you're, you know, like a job or whatever you're using for a CRM to like follow up. But ultimately you really want to show that customer when you're quoting that you care and that you will be following up. Cause like a lot of people will get one or two or three estimates, which is totally normal, especially when, Tickets are like a thousand to three thousand dollars. Like people are spending a good amount of money. They want to make sure they're getting good value. But ultimately, like that's why I love these in-person appointments because people buy from who they know, like, and trust. And if you can establish yourself as that trusted authority in the marketplace, and like, hey, Dave's company has four hundred reviews. The other company has fifty. I feel super confident with them. I really like Dave when he came out to do the estimate. I felt comfortable. They've got good dates I can get in on. They take credit card payments. I just feel super confident. Then boom, let's just get it booked. And so I think the problem in our industry is home service business owners, like no disrespect, but tend to not be their own customer unless they're living in like an affluent, you know, one or $2 million home. Like they're probably not their ideal customer. And so they will price a lot of times being like crap, thousand dollars is a lot. I wouldn't pay that. Let's bring it down to 700 bucks so we can land this job where affluent clients think the opposite. They're like, if this isn't a thousand bucks, I think I'm actually missing something. So there's like a lot of work that can be done between our ears with mindset around pricing and how can we actually program our minds to think like our ideal avatar client? Like what, how, what decisions would you make if you're making $300,000 per year of take-home income and you're busy, right? You're not really going to care about 500 bucks. And that's how we need to be thinking in, in the mindset of how a premium priced buyer actually buys. And for my company, 75% of our revenue comes from our detached individual homeowners who are affluent and want to buy their time back. And we've done studies on like who our client actually is. And like really when you can learn that and understand it, 
it's like a golden ticket to go out and sell to them. Cause like the beautiful thing of like this industry, most of your competitors are not on training like this, like learning how to run an official home service business. And they're just like shooting from the hip thinking they know what they're doing. And that's why like owner operators, stay stuck around a hundred to 200 K and they can't get off the truck and build a real company. So lots of talking today. I'm going to land the plane there. Those are our four best practices. Okay. Hiring that full-time technician, starting with that part-time office admin, dialing in the organic lead generation, and then really learning how to sell is super, super important. So all I ask from you on this training is totally free. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and like it. Leave me a comment. Tell me what you thought. If you're on the podcast and you haven't yet, drop in a review. Uh, and last thing I will leave for you keeners here, um, I started up Home Service Business Coach almost four years ago now to help trades business owners get off the truck and scale up. And we've been very blessed now to help over 200 home service business owners really create more income and freedom from their business. And so if you're looking at this next year and you're like, all right, this guy's legit home service business coach. They didn't make up all these testimonials. They're actually the real deal. We exist to help business owners stuck around 50, 100, 200 K scale up to 500 K 750 K a million bucks, whatever it is you want from your business. We have white labeled, all the systems I use for Revive and through our nine-month coaching program, we're able to help you. And it's my goal that you would save three to five years trying to figure this stuff out on your own. I'll hold your hand and say, hey, I didn't franchise my business, but I built this coaching model out and we're going to hold your hand with our team and actually dial in all these different facets of your business. So if you want to learn about that, it is by application only. Um, we're very picky who we accept in and work with. But if you do want to check out what that is, um, you can always just scan this QR code if you're watching or if you're listening, just go to our website, homeservicebusinesscoach.com. And we do offer a 20-minute free call. We're not going to hard sell you. We're just going to see if we can, first of all, help you, if we like you, and if we can work with you. So go ahead and check that out for you keeners on this call. But I want to thank everybody. Uh, for listening to our training today. I hope that you pulled out at least one gold nugget uh, and would love to hear a comment below. Um, go ahead and drop it uh, or even share this with a friend because we do put out this content every single week to help busy home service business owners like you. So look forward to chatting soon, everybody, uh, and enjoy your day. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.